everyone! Welcome to season two of the Inspire to Aspire podcast. This season is full of new and exciting things, and I'm so excited to start off this new season with a very special guest. For the season two premiere of Inspire to Aspire, we have Versace designer Joshua Kim. Hi, welcome to the show. Um, as a first thing, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Joshua. I was born in Los Angeles. I grew up in Torrance, California. Uh, I moved to Chicago to, for my BA and then London to study fashion. And now here I am living in Milan, Italy. I work as a fashion designer for Versace. Awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, you mentioned doing your BA in America and then studying fashion specifically in London. What was it like studying fashion in two very different places? Um, I mean, the thing is, I studied fashion in London and that and, and London fashion schools kind of set you up and prepare you to work mainly in the in, uh, luxury industry. And Italy and France really specialize in luxury fashion. So, I mean, I guess that's where I found my preparation for. Um, whereas America, it's either, not all, of course, there's like every indi individual designer is different in America. Um, but overall, as an industry, it's, it's either like more commercial um, or it's very like young entrepreneur designer who wants to like make it big um, because like America opens its doors for that type of um, chance. Whereas like in Italy, I think it's a little bit more like all about more what's classical and established. And like, it's, it's, it's more classic than youthful. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting how you mentioned yeah. the differences in the fashion industry in America and London. I think those differences are also true. Um, now you're living in Milan, which I imagine, again, gives another very different vibe than London and America. Overall, what's it like? Milan is very European. It is very, very beautiful. It's very different from... Um, Amer America has its own charm. Italy has its very different charm. I love the architecture. I love the food. I love the culture. Uh, mainly kind of their, like, how do I say, after work hours, the social life, it's really fun. Um, and I love how, because it's, it's a very small country, everything's compact. So like every weekend, it's very easy to like drive somewhere or even take a train somewhere and like see this whole other like city or land um, with their own specialties and special like things that they do and architecture as well. It's beautiful. I think, I think to sum up Italy, I think it, I would just use that word, just beautiful. I love how you talk about the culture and the unique traits of Italy itself. I would love to visit one day. Um, so talking more about your career, ultimately, why did you decide fashion designing as a career? I went into school to study graphic design in pursuit of becoming a graphic designer or an illustrator. And then I uh, discovered fashion illustration and I took some fashion illustration classes. And that's where we basically like a model would come in with a dress and you express that type of fashion beauty in, in through an illustrative 2D form. 
Um, and then at one point I wanted to, instead of drawing dresses, I wanted to design dresses. So that, that was kind of like a gateway for me. Um, and as a kid growing up, I naturally was obsessed with celebrities and uh, red, what they would wear for the red carpet or music videos and all that stuff. And that type of fashion language was something I wanted to understand and kind of use as a way of me expressing myself too. That's great. I didn't even know that there was a class like that in college. Um, one thing I'm definitely curious about is the big question. How did you get to where you are today from a college student in America to now a fashion designer at Versace? So I think, I think the biggest turning point for me was when I went to London to study fashion design because that was like my official like step and kind of um, the official education of fashion for me. And Central St. Martins was like a, like a hub of crazy, amazingly talented people. And we would always just exchange ideas and critique each other and grow together and then establish our own aesthetic. And there I also found lots of opportunities for um, collaborative projects, et cetera. And upon graduation, my collection was, I, I got the opportunity to like show and debut my collection in, during London Fashion Week. And through that, I got a job at Versace. Mm -hmm. You talked about defining your own aesthetic. For you as a student studying fashion in London, what was that process like? I think that's the most difficult part because um, that's laying out the foundation of everything. And that's where you become, I mean, it's like a self-defining moment where you have to spend time researching and experimenting and knowing yourself and understanding yourself and then creating that and packaging that into a fashion aesthetic and then presenting it to people. So that in a very like communicative, understandable way. Um, and that takes, that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of education as well. Another important part is to like know, know about fashion, like know about fashion history, what clothes mean and what it meant at that time or et cetera, stuff like that. I think listening to you, I'm realizing that research means a lot in the fashion industry, which I didn't really take into account before. Um, is there a particular reason why you chose to work at Versace compared to maybe other luxury retail brands? I, I love their heritage and iconic um, image of a woman or man or whatever. And they offer consumers a chance to live out that Dolce Vita lifestyle that extravagant um, opulence, um, the flashiness, the boldness. And I remember even like as a kid, um, I was in Las Vegas and then there was a Versace store window and I saw this like super sexy black dress. It was asymmetrical and cut out. And then there was this like sparkly black clutch bag and that, that small bag was like $4,000. And at that time I was like, oh, it's the craziest thing in the world. It's so, so fabulous. And I wanted my mom to be that woman like I wanted that for her and that was kind of my emotional connection to Versace and it was like my initial like in inspired point for this brand. 
I love that you have an emotional connection to Versace. It's so cool to hear that you were interested in fashion and the brand as such a young kid.、Um, what does a typical day as a Versace designer entail? On a day-to-day basis, it's I, I come in in the morning. It's really it's quite organic because I they have all the fabric and material and like. Metal pieces in the world, whatever, and then we just experiment on the mannequin and create dresses.、Um, and that's more like specifically my department or like my job because I do mainly like dresses for women's wear ready to wear and women's wear for haute couture atelier. So that's the ball gowns that like celebrities would wear to like red carpet or like galas and stuff.、Um, every day we have. Lots of meetings, like but short meetings with the head designers and like other departments of the team, which include like leather goods, jewelry design, shoes, merchandising, marketing, everything. Because we're all collaborating and ultimately creating one collection to launch every season.、Um, and then I think we have then we have fittings. Where we present to the creative director and like the head stylist, where we present all of our work with research and mood board and everything to, and they have a have a deep discussion on what's working, what's not. That's where we edit things out and like every, after each fitting, we kind of narrow down to like a very concise and strong collection. Wow, there's so many departments and so many people working on so many designs.、Um, it's very interesting to hear like the behind the scenes of a red carpet look or collection.、Um, so you put months and months of hard work into this one red carpet look. What's it like seeing your creation actually on the red carpet? Or yeah, that's probably the the rewarding part, the fun part, where you get to just celebrate.、Um, But it happens so quick because, like, you spend months and months and hours of like no sleep and hard work, and then like literally, like, the, you get one day of like, you know, red carpet or fashion show, and then it's kind of like、oh, onto the next. So it's really, really, it's fast paced.、Um, but yeah, fashion shows—that's like my favorite time because that's where a mix of different creative people, like. Makeup artists, models, and DJs, and photographers, like all kind of gather, and we're all creating this spectacle、um, production, and that's that's really fun. Oh, now that I'm kind of hearing you talk more about your experiences, I think I'm starting to realize how fast-paced the fashion industry is. Like, not even just commercial fashion, but also luxury fashion. In that you're just constantly working on red carpet look after red carpet look, and then collection after collection.、Um, in the midst of all these collections and looks that you're working on, what do you try to keep as your mindset as a fashion designer? Uh, I try to always the there's the creative part where I get to do what I want, but I always have to bear in mind that this is a very established fashion group with a very strong DNA and an image, and within that world, I have to design that. With thinking about the house codes and everything I do and everything, the way I think is always filtered through like the Versace lens, and that's kind of the job of any designer working for a 
specific brand. That it's like it's not it's your work, but for some someone else, which is which is fun because um, you have so much to work with. Especially for Versace, there's a history um, of heritage clothes that I get to be inspired by, and you know, bring it into 2021 or mash it up with what Gen Z pop artists would wear, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Like you have the creative aspect, but still, I guess, have to stay within Versace's culture.、Um, one thing that I'm curious about is, so we're talking about all these constant deadlines and Versace's creative guidelines that you follow. How do you manage the stress of this job? I would say the most important thing is to really remember why you're doing this in the first place. It's It's all essentially the creative drive, and you have to go back to the beginning of everything.、Um, why you're doing it?、Um, there are times where things get crazy, overwhelming. It's not just about the work, but it's about everything. Just you know, in life, and this isn't just for fashion. But like, I have to literally just pray to God and like ask, you know, and go back to what my purpose is. And then once you are have. Once you find that security of why you're doing anything, you kind of become focused on what really matters, and and then through that, like yeah, you can survive any type of stress. You can overcome anything. Yeah, I definitely think staying grounded in your purpose and your faith is super important. I'm kind of on the brighter side of things. What are some highlights of your job? Um, well, besides the fashion show and like the glamour of the red carpet and whatever,、um, I would say literally like just my daily job—the fact that I get to make kind of like pretty dresses—like it, it goes back to that fantasy、um, that I had as that kid in Las Vegas looking at that window. Like I get to make those products, I and I get to design that.、Um, it's really that's. Probably the best part, and that's great because it's like an everyday thing. That's awesome.、Um, going kind of deeper into the highlights of your job, I know you were on the team that designed Jennifer Lopez's Super Bowl outfit. I mean, what was that like? I that I think that was probably the、um, the biggest like moment of like like it, like it felt like I was living a dream because. Growing up, I love. I was obsessed with J Lo, and I would like memorize her songs and like pretend to like dance, <laughs> like her like back dances and everything. And then here I was, and I would even sketch like potential ideas. Like I was like what twelve, pretend to like sketch like what she would wear or whatever. And then like here it came, and it was just this like weird like full circle of life that <laughs> I like experienced.、Um, it was probably the most difficult like project because it was. More than just a fashion job, but it's like a stage performance job because these are clothes that, on live television, has to like function and she has to dance and it has to like do the right things, and and because she is a celebrity, everyone, the world is watching every single thing that she does, every single centimeter, centimeter, and judging her. So everything has to be perfect, and it was very very difficult. But so so fun and memorable.、Um, plus, it was my first time in Miami, and which is、mm-hmm. where the where the Super Bowl was at, and that was 
it was like the whole mood was very like it was fun positive sunny I would literally feel the same way, starstruck and everything. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of designing for her? I think, okay, so like initially I was like starstruck. I was like, oh my God, it's jail. Oh my God, it's jail. It's jail. It's jail. But at one point, it's just like, like everything, we have to just give it our all. Like some, like I remember, because each time she would do rehearsals, we would have to dress her in that costume. And like each time she would dance, the costumes would break and rip because she's like a hardcore dancer and she performs very hard. Um, and then we would literally spend all night working on it and fixing everything. And then so that she can do it again and then break it and then go again and again and again. And like our mindset is just for community, commun how do I say it? As a whole, together, um, we kind of have that one goal to really show um, the best side of Jerilo and the best side of Versace and just put on the greatest show that we can. That's so awesome. It's so great that your hard work paid off and you were able to not only design for an icon of yours, but that Super Bowl outfit just looked amazing on screen. Um, so Jennifer Lopez is actually not the only celebrity you designed for, from my knowledge. I know you also designed Angelina Jolie's Maleficent premiere outfit. What was that experience like? That one was interesting because it was like, part um, fashion and part celebrity red carpet and part costume design because it was all a reference to her upcoming movie at that time, Maleficent. So the aesthetic had to you know, embody that Disney character, but it also had to be like red carpet and in the, following the lines and aesthetics of Angelina Jolie herself because she's always dressed very vamp, black, sexy, simple, Hollywood dress. And had to have had a reference to Gianni Versace, which is when we decided to use metal mesh, which is like a material that he invented. Um, so it was this kind of like look that um, referenced various facets to create this like one red carpet moment. Um, it was, we went to her house to do all the fittings and the designing, which was like amazing because her house is gorgeous. And uh, she's quite, she's a very like kind, warm person and very professional. And she's a perfectionist. Everything collaboration, it's always a team work thing. It's so cool hearing your design process and why you decided to use the metal mesh material over other materials and such. Um, you mentioned going over to Angelina Jolie's house to do a fitting with both Angelina Jolie and JLo. How do you get over that starstruck feeling when you're working with these high profile celebrities? Being starstruck by celebrities, that's like literally like one second, the first encounter. Um, and then like we, once we like dive into like you know the project itself it just beca it becomes another fashion project and it's really like not necessarily a time for fun you can have fun with it but it's not that it's not about that it's about you know how do we create a genius look for this moment for this you know actor or actress a pop star you know being in front of millions of people watching 
That's so great. I think for me, I would just be so starstruck just seeing these people even just in person. Um, so kind of looking at these two projects side by side, for JLo's, it was more of that performance look, but for Angelina Jolie, it was more of a red carpet look. Um, as a designer, how did you get so well-versed in all these very different styles? Yeah, I think it's always research. It's researching what each woman um, have done have worn and what they're looking for now um without research without knowledge you can't do anything you're just going to create something that is so off brand or off market and it's just it'll be weird it'll be it just wouldn't be appropriate um that's the only way to tackle any problem Mm-hmm. I can definitely see like research being a very important process in fashion and designing. Kind of more on the design aspect, what's your thought process when you're brainstorming for the client? Well, it would be a combination of two things. Like first researching who that woman is. So that comes from more like, like I guess, you know, even online research, like what did they wear in the past? And you look at their music videos, movies, etc. And then you want to maybe, instead of just recreating like past look exactly, because, you know, what's been done has been done. And to create a new spin on it, you have to um, research some other concept and, and look into that and see how that can kind of aesthetically intertwine with their own personal look. Wow, I didn't know that there was so much research actually involved in fashion. Um, in that research process, I know you talked about putting your own spin on things and making it different from past looks. In thinking about that unique aspect of a look, do you see your aesthetic or style playing um, a part? At the moment, I would say because it's like I'm working for Versace and it's a already established brand, it's more so that it's in the voice of Versace and it's more how I imagine Versace would design for the client or the celebrity. Um, luckily, my aesthetics kind of go along the, in, in the lines of Versace. And so it, kind of, it almost comes naturally for me, like the way I make things, the way I would decorate or design or construct a garment, it's, it's very much, that world anyway um so i mean yeah that the, the fortunate thing is that it comes naturally for me and my style is kind of the Versace style i think it's great that you're working with the company that aligns with your style and aesthetic as a designer um so you've worked on countless collections and red carpet looks do you have a favorite look that you've designed um well, I don't know necessarily have a favorite look, but I have like maybe a favorite collection, um, which is uh, the Versace Polis collection, where everything was inspired by underwater. It was referencing the Gianni Versace. Um, I'm pronouncing it completely wrong, but it's like it's it's like the treasures of the underworld, under underworld, undersea collection, which is it's this pattern here. Um, yeah, we got to, we were inspired by lots of like sea creatures and sea um, seashells and like the sculptural forms of any underwater creature. And we created dresses that kind of follow that line. Lots of 
flounces, lots of ruffles that kind of really like show the movement of like water waves and all that stuff. It was a very fun collection and it wasn't like over conceptualized or over intellectualized. It was just simply, you know, an underwater dream. And why not? It doesn't, and not everything has to be like super, you know, mature and adult and like book, you know? Definitely. I love the idea behind the collection. And I think it's such a simple concept, but you designed it so elegantly and beautifully. I'll be sure to post a little screenshot of the outfit that you're wearing right now so that listeners can see it on the Instagram. So if you want to check out the look, head over to at Inspire to Aspire podcast on Instagram. Um, Now shifting to advice you have for aspiring fashion designers, what's one thing people should be wary about when joining the fashion industry? I would say like, Behind the glitz and glamour comes obviously the hard work. And this isn't just for fashion. This is for like any any industry that is presented as like glamorous and like, you know, fabulous. It's always, there's a lot of sacrifices and tough decisions to make behind the scenes. Um, Also like, because it's such an oversaturated market, you have to be, an industry disruptor or like uh you have to be different in order to fit in and that's the ironic part because if you're like everyone else you actually cannot fit in fashion you have to be different and you have to be your own voice and own character i think it's really interesting how you mentioned that people need to have their own distinctive characteristic i mean now that you mention it i think that is super important because fashion is constantly evolving and changing and there needs to be people initiating that change um so how can people get started in a fashion career after establishing your own aesthetic and your kind of uh, belief system it's a combination of your beliefs and your market and your world after you establish that you have to build a portfolio that really showcases your capabilities your talent and who you are um and kind of like show all the projects that you have worked on and that will get you through fashion school or getting a job i think i mean it it starts from making i would say if there's no project given to you, you have to kind of create your own project. And I think it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a fashion collection of like 12 looks. It could be anything. And, and it's also based on what type of job or department you want to be in fashion. Like a lot of people have this misconception that fashion is just dressmaking, but there's like so many different departments, like even um, law or business or like you know, like HR or whatever of um, a fashion. That's such solid advice. Like, don't be afraid to start your own projects. And if something isn't particularly assigned to you, find a project and do it yourself. Um, for you personally, what are your goals moving forward? Um, at a corporate level, I would like to, you know, grow and take more leadership, get leadership positions. It's always nicer and and it's a bigger responsibility when you're in a higher up position and you get to take on bigger projects um like in the way future it would be nice to kind of 
dive into like other worlds, like costume design for movies. That's always been a you know dream of mine. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm like kind of excited about as well. Yeah, those are such great goals. Um, now that you've experienced what it's like to be working at a luxury retail company, do you think you would ever try a career in either commercial retail or fast fashion? Um, no. Oh, really? Why not? <laughs> it's, I think, again, it goes back to like, who are you? At, oh, hold on. Before I say like, no, period, it's more like, it's not so much about the price point. It's more about who I want to design for. So it doesn't matter how much the garment is going to sell for, whether it's luxury price point or, you know, high street or fast fashion price point, but it's more so like who I want to design for. And that woman is someone who is, well, a pop star. Like that's my market, I guess. That's the type of woman I like to design. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see all the future pieces and collections that you'll design. Um, as a last thing, looking back at your education and career, what's one thing you regret maybe not doing that you would encourage Gen Z to do? Bottom line, school is very important. It's kind of like the foundation of your education. Well, for me, I thought. And, but also, it is so important to explore and be inspired by the culture outside of school as well. And I, I guess I wish I had spent more time on those things um, within school. I mean, in high school, maybe in college too. Like I encourage people to really take their foreign language classes seriously. I feel like foreign language really opens up doors and um, opportunities and it helps you be better connected to the world with other cultures and be more open-minded instead of just like whatever is here that's what I would really like encourage and recommend yeah I think that's great advice um thank you so much for coming on the show um during this conversation I was reminded of a quote by Colin Powell a dream does not become reality through magic it takes sweat determination and hard work um, in Joshua's case, he had a dream when he was younger to become a fashion designer, and he worked tirelessly to achieve that dream. And I think really the reason why he was able to work with all these high-profile celebrities and become a fashion designer at Versace is ultimately all because of his hard work. Um, and like Joshua said, the sleepless nights and day-to-day -day deadlines are all worth it when he sees a piece he designed on the red carpet or on the runway. And I think this concept applies to everybody working towards their dreams right now. Although the journey may be rough, remember that it takes sweat, determination, and hard work for your dream to become a reality. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week to hear from another inspiring guest. I'll catch you later.